episode number 15. Welcome to the Tartan Running Shorts podcast, hosted by Tom Bryan and myself, Kyle Gregg. So Tom, what have we got in store for today? So today we've got, uh, we've got a few things in store. The European Athletics Championships are ongoing, so we're going to have a chat about that, which is quite a, quite a cool uh, thing going on at the moment. And uh, yeah, but bizarrely, we're both sat here together. It's, it's a strange one, Tom. Um, usually we're sitting in in different different towns uh, over a, a crappy internet connection a, a, a poor internet connection Skype call um, so yeah we're just sitting here in my work lunch break while Tom's um, recovering from his, his holiday exploits so yeah it's been it's a bit of a strange one and, and it is. obviously we should have had a live video uh, camera as well to see the see the state of us as well you know so we're both sporting these fantastic beards. Now, I say <laughs> I'm sporting a fantastic beard. Tom's got this kind of... This, this, uh, it's a holiday beard. This holiday is. beard. I'm not sure if he's been dragged through a bush or if he's, uh, if he's trying to grow something that's kind of in that, that halfway house to just being um, not shaving for a few days. Or, yeah. So, so yeah, and that nice, good-looking ultra-trail beard you've got going there, Tom. Um, yeah, I thought if we're going to sit down together, I would bring it to the ta- bring it to the table, you know, just uh, just so I didn't let the side down. But yeah, it's a ho- you know, you go on holiday, you week in the sun, you you, you chill out, you go, you uh, you let the the beard come through. So, so yeah, it's uh, it's cool. He needs to. It's not cool. I, I <laughs> Actually, it's not cool. <laughs> well, Fiona, you you were saying Fiona's not a fan of the. The, the, the kind of the she's beard not a fan there. no the beard no. I think the beard is a, is, is a, has a short term lifespan I think it might uh, this weekend might take yeah. a cropper well just watch when you take it off because you've been in the sun all day and the last thing you want to do is look like a drumstick sweetie red 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 in the forehead and white down below yeah. you don't want that Tom so. an, up, an upside down pint exactly and Fiona definitely won't go near you um, no so, so anyway that's uh, yeah we'll see I don't know if uh, I don't know. I don't know what's staring at. To be honest, actually, I don't know about you. This is boring chat already. But running with a running with a beard, I've always thought it must be. Does it not just absorb all your sweat? Ah, it, it, it probably does. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't really know. Actually, I mean, what, one thing I will do is I remember running uh, in France when it was minus fifteen, doing a tempo session. I got I got home. I got back to my B and B. I was in, and my whole beard was just covered in icicles. Like, I looked like I was, you know, in an expedition in the North Pole. But immediately as I hit the heat, it just melted. It just, <laughs> like, kind of, just, it was like a big waterfall when, it, when I went straight into the heat. It was, it was weird. Um, but, yeah, no, nah, I mean, beards have got, you know, there's pros and cons to having a beard. But, I mean, the, the pro for me is, you know, I'm a, I'm a better looking chap than, <laughs> than, than I am when I, I don't have a beard. You are um, right, though. The beard is a sign, for me, the beard is a sign of an ultra runner. Yeah, exactly. For sure. But I mean, like your man at the Ultra Beard Man, whatever his oh, name is. Oh, Trail Beard. Trail Beard, that's Fl- it. Florian Grassel, um, Ultra Trail Beard. He was the winner of Mozart 100. I would encourage you to follow his uh, Facebook. He's got, quite a, he's got quite, a, quite a lot of good stories compared to me and Tom. Um, so, yeah, he's always jet-setting there, going to races. But he's got some, some, some beard on him. Is he on Instagram, is he? I think he might be on Instagram as well. So, if you want a beard, try and, you know, look, look at him for some, some uh, inspiration. Mm. So. Anyway, we're, we're, we haven't even started uh, the real, the real kind of yeah. topics on, on, on today's show. So. Well, I know we're talking rubbish already, and this is the problem is, usually it's a Wednesday night, we're having a beer, 
it's lunchtime for you. You're going back to work this afternoon. You're in your smart shirt and trousers. And we're having Professional a as always. And as a result, we're having a coffee, which is why the chat is dire, I think. <laughs> now, this is my third coffee because you need, you need quite a few coffees when you're chatting to Tom. So, and I, I'm still trying to wake up. But, uh, Indeed. Nah, uh, uh, jokes aside, um, how was your holiday, Tom? The holiday was great, thanks. So I was, uh, we've been in Annecy in France on the edge of the Alps. We've, we were out there from Saturday till, till we came back last night on Thursday. Um, it was really good. It's a really cool place next to the lake. I did a bit of cycling with my, I was out there with my folks who were out there. So we met up with them, did some cycling, did some running. But you know what the biggest pain was? Our baggage didn't make it at the start. Oh, so I was furious. So we went through Amsterdam. We had a reasonably, okay, it was a, an hour of change, but you would think they would make it. Bag, bloody bag didn't make it. So what What have I not done? I've not packed my running shoes oh, and hand luggage. So Tom. we got so got up on Sunday morning. It's a lovely day. It's probably actually too lovely day. It's so hot. I want to get running. The bag, bag didn't arrive, bag didn't arrive. Spent all day wandering around Annecy in the baking heat in the same clothes I've travelled in, which are stinking by now. <laughs> sweating like an absolute demon. And then um, went out for dinner, had a few beers at dinner. The bag arrived. So Wait, wait, wait. wait. So, stop, stop, stop. What about Fiona? What did she have? Did she have any clothes you could have put on? Well, well actually, I've got four for bowling through the shorts in the past. But unfortunately, she... She uh, she was a little bit annoyed with me because I'd said don't put your don't bother putting your running kit in the hand oh, luggage we find. Oh. So she was short of a top actually. So anyway, long story short, the bags eventually arrived and I had that. I wanted to get a run in on the Sunday and uh, yes, I went for a run after dinner, which was oh, not no. a, not a cool oh, thing to do. Geez. And the minute I mean, got a mile out and I thought, what am I doing? This is <laughs> this is OCD territory in terms of getting a run in. So. And anyway, we got a run. It was fine. It was. I'm glad we did it. Good, good to shake the legs out. Um, thing is, we went out at like eight thirty or nine o'clock, and it was still absolutely baking. How hot was it? So it was like thirty to thirty-five during the day, and then twenty-five to twenty-eight, something like that, in the in the morning and and in the in the evening. So most of our runs were getting in in that sort of mid twenties, including a session on Wednesday, which was just the pace didn't feel so bad. It was just the that you know that oppressive heat and you just feel like you're just melting and it did a number of my, did a number of my guts and oh. so this is getting quite graphic here listeners so you might want to pause this for a couple minutes but we uh so fast forward yeah, fast forward two minutes if you don't want to hear about uh some uh wilder poo action but so we're going for a session did a warm-up i thought I'm, my guts are in bad state here i've had fondue the night before a heap of wine i'm dehydrated uh i'm gonna have to find a toilet so anyway, i found this it was this little beach place with a They've got like a like a private beach and then a toilet. Anyway, I jumped the fence, went into their toilets. Classic France, just a hole in the ground, <laughs> not a shred of bog roll in sight. Uh, anyway, so you, that's uh, you can imagine that didn't lead to the most comfortable uh, session. So did you have uh, what did, leaves? What did you use? Just uh, so yeah, I actually yeah, yeah, so yeah. I used I used this hole in, bloody hole in the ground. Hello France, it's 2018. <laughs> Put some toilets in place. I put some bog roll in place. This is like this is before nine o'clock. It can't be finished. The wall oh, is just disgusting. <laughs> anyway, so I went. Anyway, did that. Came out, and basically, I was just running, looking for any plant with a decent sized leaf. There's nothing worse than trying to find a leaf in the wilderness, and you can't find one. And there's a spike. The only one you can use is a spiky oh, one. Oh no! That, that, that that's not good at all. But. Dortmund Leafs, for, for the listeners oh, out standard. there who've never experienced the wilderness poo, <laughs> Dortmund Leafs are the way forward. But you need to make sure that you check the leaf before you 
you wipe because yeah. you never know what's uh, hiding well, behind underneath the, the leaf. Dolphin leaves are quite close to nettles. Well, there is that. <laughs> you wipe your ass with a nettle. And you've got to watch for ticks as well. Now, I'm oh, not yeah. going to. I'm going to be as graphic as I can. Well, I'm not going to be as graphic as I can. But um, ticks. Watch where you, watch where ticks can go. Now, I had a tick, and I'm not. I'm the worst place you can think about on your on your body. Now that's why I had one last weekend, and I could feel it. Oh, you know, I had a I, I had a little touch down in between my legs, and I was like, "What is that I'm feeling?" And I was like, "That can't be a spot." And then I, <laughs> the best way of doing it, guys, is you bend over and you underneath behind the mirror, and you just have a look, and you'll see it. But it's definitely worth looking. At I did, so I've got two questions. A, where did you get the tick? <laughs> How did you get that up and close of the tick there? Now, I'll, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get to my story about the fungal hole race in the Boyne, okay. um, the Boyne Highland Games. Now, I, there was a lot of ticks that day, uh, apparently. The, the organisers were saying, you know, make sure that you watch out for ticks up in the mountain, uh, up in the hill, not the mountain. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's where I got it from. But I didn't sit down in the race or, at all. So I don't know. It must have maybe landed, you know, landed... Because we were going through a couple of bushes and stuff, so it must have went on my sock, travelled all the way up in between my, my thighs, and just gathered its way gathered its way there. So so that's that that must have that must have been what happened. Protect. I know. Protect. What was yeah. it doing up there? Exactly. That's so right. for it. Who knows? <laughs> how did you? And I dare ask, how did you remove it? Some t- t- oh, you just get, a, just get a pair of tweezers and and kind of pull so, it out and put it back in Debbie's makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, yeah, hopefully no one listens to this bit. Uh, so um, we'll decide whether or not we, we, we remove this this we, part. I think we need to keep it. it in. This is like a public uh, safety announcement. It is to- absolutely like the. I mean, I know a friends of friends, and I'm Tom. I'm sure you know friends of friends who, you know, ticks can give you Lyme disease, and and, uh, yeah, and you don't want that. You don't want that at all. I mean, that, that, that can c- completely yeah. ruin your your immune system. So yeah, really important to make sure that you when you go out in the hills and. Uh, check yourself. That you check yourself afterwards. Um, you know, you might not find straight away. It, it can be quite difficult if, if you're as hairy as I am. It's it's quite difficult to find out where the uh, where where they can go. But just check where the where the blood supply would be going and, and, and hidden nooks and crannies around your body, and that's kind of where they'll start to lie. So, really important to do. That's your your lesson for for today, listeners. So you tell, you start telling us about the um, where you got the tick. So that's a, a nice little entry into the a Boyne Hill race. Oh yes, yes, I did the. Of course, I did the Boyne Hill race, uh, the Highland Games. It was part of the Boyne Highland Games. Now I, I mentioned that I was going to do it last week, uh, and I was yeah still a little bit concerned that I wouldn't really, um, you know, I wouldn't be doing it hard because obviously I don't want to get injured since I just did like a. An 80k uh, ultra run, ultra race the, the week before. So, um, yeah, I ended up doing it, and I came third in front. Uh, the the winners were speedy guys. Uh, James Hode, who uh, that is a really really quick runner. Um, he's a 1435k guy. Uh, you know, probably touching on 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 uh, 30 minutes for all years. Got PB of 30 minutes for a 10k. Um, and also quite good for you know quite a big mm-hmm. cross country runner as well and uh, Jamie Crow as well who was um, up uh, he was he came in second place in the race 
um, the yeah. Hyper James Ford. And he's in good form, Jamie Crow. He had a good run at the BMC 5000. Oh, the did week he? Before. Oh, right. yeah. What's he running? Was he's um, low 14s? So, yeah. Was he not second? No. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he's, you know, he's a, a, a again, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a sub 30 minute 10k guy, but, you know, really, really quick guy. Um, so, yeah, I was, uh, you know, I wasn't really, I, I didn't really expect to be keeping up with these guys since they're so quick. And I've just got the endurance without the speed at the moment. Um, Ucha, but he yeah, run, he's run 1406 this year. 1406 for 5k, Ucha, beastie. Um, but yeah, really, really good that, you know, they were a good bit ahead of me, to be honest. But um, but yeah, I was happy with the third place and it gave me an indication of where I want to be. Um, I wasn't too far off my time from last year in that race as well, and the conditions were relatively the same. So that kind of stands me in good stead um, good. To, to improve my. Uh, my, my my performances in the next couple of months. So. First local as well, which is always important. Always in good. Games. Always good to get the first local. Yeah, um, you know, there was a little bit of prize money for first first local. Uh, not not a huge amount, but enough to to, to pay my entry. Um, saying that, I did I did find a, a spare entry ticket lying on the ground for the <laughs> entry to the games, but I won't tell the organisers that. So, but anyway, that that was that. Um, and yeah. Uh, and then just training, training since then, really. So how are the legs? That's so the the hill race came. You that was a week after the Swiss Alpine Ultra That's Trail. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So how are you feeling now? And how I, did last week go? Well, I, f- I felt okay. Like um, I mean, one of the I, f- I did push it on the downhills to be honest. Like, and I did feel I needed a bit more recovery. Um, so maybe I pushed the the the, the hill race a little bit too much. Um, I did try and do a. You know, I did a 50-mile run on the Sunday, uh, and then on the Tuesday, I felt really flat, but I ended up going out, no, Monday it was, uh, going out for a run with, with Debbie, um, and she, she checked me. She absolutely <laughs> smoked me. I couldn't get going. I just couldn't get going. I don't know what it was, but uh, she was down for doing 16 miles just on trails, and, and I was going to do about 14 I get to mile 10 of the race, Tom. And the, mile, race. the race. Oh, the, felt like a race. race. <laughs> <laughs> mile 10 of the, the, the run we were doing, and I just didn't speak to her once. I just was in a foul mood. I just couldn't be asked, and I just felt so flat. It's probably the flattest I've felt in a long time. Now, and I get, you know, about two or three miles away from the, you know, away from the, the car, uh, and I, I just was like, you know what, I, I, I quit. Like, I'm out. I'm walking, so I ended up just walking back to the car. Right. Just could get going, and uh, Debbie just buggered off and waited for me. And she did. She ended up doing 18, 18 miles instead of sixteen, just because of the time it took me to find my way back. Remember when I met you at Countess Wells? Yeah, that little yeah. loop. Yeah. So I tried to take a shortcut in between there. Now it was oh, like the Barkley yeah. Marathon. I just had no idea where I was. I was going about twenty-minute miles by that point, walking back. And <laughs> oh god! But anyway, I find my way back. Uh, and then the following day, I just had a complete rest, a complete rest day. Like I didn't do any running, nothing, um, and uh, just wanted to get myself back, back to normal. Feel better for it? Absolutely, feel much better for it. Until the following day, I thought, right, I'll commute to work um, from Debbie's work, which is about eight miles, nine miles or so. Uh, so Debbie, Debbie chooses. I say she chooses. Um, she she makes the lunches for us. Uh, so, so I, I end up paying my, my way and doing my other, you know, doing other chores and stuff while Debbie makes the lunch. Uh, and Debbie brought out the banana guard, didn't she? So I've got this banana, well, Debbie's got this banana guard and uh, the, 
obviously to protect my banana. So it's a really good invention when it works, that is. Um, and uh, stuck the banana banana guard, the banana in the banana guard, uh, stuck it in my rucksack, and off I went into work. Now I get, I get to work, opened up my bag, ah, oh, no, it's, why is it so wet? Like, my pants were wet, my socks were wet, everything was wet. I had this important piece of paper which I was going to send that was soaking wet and I was like god I haven't got any water in it and then I opened my bag um, the poly bag with the banana guard and the banana it's banana juice the banana juice the banana was leaking banana juice and I was oh it was stinking as well and then I opened the banana guard and my banana was black it was completely black now whoever invented banana guard why the hell is it called banana guard when it doesn't protect your <laughs> banana like Come on. Like, I've never heard of a banana guard. Well, I'll show you. I'll maybe put it on the, 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 the Facebook, so, so the Tartan Runners TRS Facebook page, and you can, you can have it. In fact, I did take a picture of it, but like, that's the whole point of the banana guard, to protect your banana. Now, I know it, maybe the banana was too small for the banana guard, but it didn't do its job. So I was disappointed in that purchase, to be honest. This episode is brought to you by Banana Guard. If you'd like to protect your <laughs> banana, please go to bananaguard.com. <laughs> Don't go to it. Don't go to it. Don't endorse them. Right. Uh, so anyway. Disaster. So that, yeah, so the day, the week's got a little bit better since then. I'm feeling back to normal now. And um, yeah, we're just, we're, we're just, me and Tom are just chatting about um, marathon training. So yeah. that's the next stage for us now, isn't it? So yeah, Indeed, because you've got, so you're, so to recap, uh, listener, you're running <clears throat> the Chicago Marathon on Sunday the 7th of October. That's right, yep. And I'm running the Frankfurt Marathon on Sunday the 28th of October. So you've got about 9, 10 weeks and I've got 12 weeks, I think. Ah, it's about that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah about 9 weeks, 8 weeks maybe. So yeah, so that's that's going to be that's going to be interesting, Tom. Uh, the, the, we'll obviously chat about our training and how, how we're going to train for it and how we're going to get quicker um, and hopefully get some, some personal bests. Hopefully Absolutely. Hopefully the conditions... Uh, Suit good, well. yeah. I think what we can say is I think from now we are both everything we're doing now is, is geared towards these marathons there's no uh, other we're going to detract from our training for other races we're both all eyes on the all eyes on the prize now so I, can't, I've, I mean I, well, I can, personally I've got a couple of races but in the build up which I'm not going to I mean I'd like to run well at them and I'll you know, maybe mini taper for <clears throat> excuse me for one of them but Great Aberdeen run, of course, yeah. and then I'll run the Great Scottish run for sure. And after that, I'm toying with running the Scottish 10K, which is at Stirling, or the Stirling 10K, the, the, which is the national champs. Um, and it's always a fast run, Stirling 10K as well. And you know what, it? it is, and that's my conundrum. Yeah. Is I would like to, if I'm in shape, I'd like to PB, because, I, well, of course I'd like to PB, I'd like to run well. But my fear is, is that detracting from my marathon? Because, it's, you know, a Sunday 10K, you're, you're always thinking, oh, am I losing a long run here? So... I'm going to wait up. I haven't entered yet. I'm going to give it a few weeks and see how I feel. Um, maybe try and find a 10k later in the year and just say, right, do you know what? Now is is about the marathon and not really waste because that would be it'd be sort of six weeks out. So it's quite a quite an important. It's time quite an important to, time to, to get mileage in. So yeah. I, I don't know. I might I may sack that. Um, but certainly, I think great Scottish run. So that's also that's Glasgow. That's a national half champ. So that'll be cool. Um, so yeah. So that's really um, that's really what I'm going to do in between now and then and the rest of it is just a, a lot of marathon specific work I think really buckle down to that sounds quite exciting yeah yeah we'll definitely work you know speak about 
our training in, in more detail. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, certainly for me as well, like, you know, my my kind of main main aim is to. I've got the endurance now um, from all the ultras I've been doing, but in terms of speed, like I've got no speed. Uh, you know, I'm doing I'm doing a couple of reps, and I've, I've, I was going, I was going with my marathon, my predicted marathon pace is going to be, and that's just for one mile. So I, how I'm going to manage to, but I, yeah, I mean, there's ways and means. Like you know, I'm going to have to do some shorter interval sessions, um, some tempo running, some some wave running, but really focus on on 10k half marathon pace stuff as well um and yeah and, and also just maintaining that, that the long run as well in the weekend um or whenever it's best to do the long run uh, depending on what our schedules are like mm-hmm. um so yeah so it's, it's going to be quite quite interesting really it's going to be i i've always gone from a, a t- you know i've always went into a marathon with uh, going from um, 10k half marathon um, and you know PBs if you like uh, yeah. then going, like up going the upwards distance. yeah but now I'm going from the ultra down to the marathon so the training's a little bit different for me um, you know whereas before I would be probably focusing on getting the, the endurance in but I've got that it's just really transferring it into speed now it'll be fascinating be to see how how you find that you know do you find that you come into this one feeling stronger as a result of having or 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 do you find the pace is more of an effort it'll be fascinating to see how compared to say your last marathon how you how you feel going into it um i think you'll do i think you're going to smash it for what it's worth but it's uh you know i think the, the endurance there you, you've got no worries about the distance i mean you could run yeah. 26 miles drop a hat tomorrow at a good pace so yeah. it does uh, when when you do an ultra run um you go god that's two and a half hours i've been running god that's the marathon done i've got like five hours to go so like only running for two hours and 20 hopefully um it's going to be quite exciting you know it's like that's only two hours 20 it's, it's going to be nothing really yeah but, uh, so now it'll be it'll be interesting to see how, how things go um i mean in terms of a target i mean obviously i want to shoot for a pb um and you know so nice. so do you tom we, we, we that's the main reason we're, we're we're doing these fast and flat courses because they're, they're fast courses are renowned for world records and Mm-hmm. Championship or European records and personal bests, um, so there's you know there's, that's why we've chosen Chicago and Frankfurt, but also the atmosphere as well is a, a big thing. Yeah. Tom, you've done Chicago, haven't you? Oh, Chicago is is brilliant. I've absolutely loved it. It's a it's an electric field. It's a major. I know some people are think these big city races are at the top, but it's you know it's a it's just a big event. You feel part of a really you know big a big thing. Loads of, loads of support out there. The course is pancake flat um, I think I've told this story on the podcast before so apologies about, but I ran in a group for um, for about 5-6 miles and I thought to myself that guy looks just like Matt Centrowitz who was in the group the next thing I know this, this guy turns around he's like hey everyone what are you guys shooting for and I was uh, I said oh 240 and he goes oh that's cool that's cool we're going to pace this my mate round at, um, we're going to go through halfway in one, 119 and I was like oh, okay it's a bit sharp for me but I'll, I'll hang on to that and then he goes, I'm Matt. And I said to this guy next to me, as we're running, I was like, is that Matt Centrowitz? He's like, yeah. So Matt Centrowitz, 1,500-meter Olympic champion at the time, in his Nike Oregon project vest, was pacing around his mate. So, so paced around this group to 120 at half, well, 119 at halfway. Uh, and I was part of that group, and it was really cool. I mean, there's, and I've spoken to other people in Chicago, loads of other stories. I mean, Paul Radcliffe, she was there at the start. Steve Jones, of course, yeah, you know, yeah, set a yeah. British record there, or a world record world there record in 1985. Yeah. So he was there, so... 
it was you know really it's a really big event a really cool event and um, yeah you're, you're going to smash it mate you're going to love it as well because it's just uh, you get totally pumped up ah oh, decent well, I don't want to get pumped up too much because <laughs> if I get pumped up I'll die wouldn't I doing that God, imagine uh, imagine me walking into, into the race in, in well, you've three got, hours odd the other thing is you've got, yeah. your, you've got your head-to-head with uh, Mr Mo Farah as well Mr Mo Farah yeah you and Gillen Rupp Farah I know you're listening to the podcast <laughs> so uh, you, you, I'm coming for you so I can say about that so yeah so no that, that's kind of a little bit about our marathon build up um I mean, I suppose for me, like I, I, I've taken a few lessons from um, my build-up to the ultra in Davos uh, a couple of weeks ago. But for, probably first, I know I speak about the speed work, um, but also just my mileage, getting my mileage back up to, um, you know, at the moment I've been roughly around about the 80 mile per week mark. And I know it's not all about mileage, depending on what terrain and ele- you know how where you run. Obviously, I run a lot of elevation as well, so 80 miles a week could actually track like 90 it just depends on in terms of duration that, that i'm running for if that makes sense um but uh, I'm, I'm going to be about 90 95 maybe 100 miles a week um going into chicago now i haven't really been putting stuff on strava for a while so my, my watch has been giving me a lot of troubles <laughs> just because i haven't been asked tra- charging it really <laughs> that's it really i'm you, not gonna lie like, use it the, the watch i got it's just i should maybe just start yeah, charging it more and making sure it's only not just got five percent battery when I'm going out for a two-hour <laughs> run. So. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so that yeah, that, that's about it, Tom. Um, yeah. So talking about recent running results, we we've had quite a lot of, in fact, probably not as much as we usually have during the summer. I know it's there's quite a lot of small local races, but um, but nothing really of of huge significance. Uh, no really um, obviously a lot of people on holidays and um, you know it's difficult think, to organise races during, during that time um, but yeah there's a, there's a few notable yeah. results we have on I mean we'll, we'll get we'll get to the Euros but uh, locally we've had well, in Scotland I mean we've had the, it was the Devil of the Highlands foot race on uh, on the weekend there um, and that was a uh, is that, is that race that's been on your radar before? Uh, well, the, yeah, it ha- I've never done it before, but it's part of the, it's the same course as, it's part of the Highland Way. Mm-hmm. Um, so in terms of the point to point, it starts off at, oh God, where does it start off? Um, obviously it goes along the, the West Highland Way. It starts at Tindrum. Tindrum, that's right. And, and finishes in Fort William. So Yeah, fin- finishes in Fort William. So, um, yeah. So I, I've I'd love to do it, but you know I can't do everything, can we? So how does that differ to the um, uh, the Highland Fling? Um, it starts our one starts in uh, Tindrum and finishes in Nogai. Is that right? Okay, is it shorter? Yeah, it's only okay. no, it's longer. It's, it's longer. Fifty-two miles. Oh, it's fifty-two. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, yeah, so that race on the weekend we that uh, w- uh, was won by John Hammond of Carnethy uh, in five forty. Second place was Michael Dagoon. Apologies for the pronunciation there, but he was uh, he's unattached and he was second in five forty eight. And in third place was Graham Conley of Team Pylon in five fifty. Okay. And on the women's side, I, sorry because the results here are not quite um, 
ordered in. There's no uh, sex is not marked in there. And we had uh, our, our our pal Will Stewart. He was he was running, wasn't he? We did, yeah. Good, good to see him back. He was. Uh, well, the he was bit injured of a bad for a layoff, long time, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, was his ankle. Um, he was too busy taking selfies, running downhill, and he <laughs> fell over and hurt his leg. So yeah, it's his own fault. So but it's good, good to see, to see him back. Yeah, so Will was in was twelfth. Um, he finished twelfth in, in six twenty. Uh, first Metro home, which is always a which is always a big coup. But yeah, so Will was a uh, he he was successfully not checked because uh, the leading lady was Nicola Duncan in fourteenth place overall. She was six twenty three. And uh, yeah, so that's um, that's a solid one there. Great. And moving on, we had what else did we have on? We had the Glen, another long distance event, the Glenshee Nine. Um, so this goes over nine Monroe's in the Glenshee area, um, and it, I think it starts at the it starts at the skiing starts at the ski centre. Yeah, starts at the ski centre. Um, so the winner of the Glenshee Nine was Andy Fallas from Carnethy, um, and Owen Le- Lennon. He was he was in second place, and also from Carnethy. Liam Brabby from Carnethy as well, and yeah, quite quite close wow. together. One, Fiala's, two, three from Carnethy. Yeah, yeah. So fairly uh, Owen in the podium there, mm. and uh, GB International, and also Andy's um, partner Helen Bonser was first. Mm. And three hours fifty eight, so cracking time for her. And second was uh, Anwen Darlington uh, from Dundee Roadrunners. And finally, in third place was again another GB International, Sally Fawcett from Dark Peak. Um, I know she's got links to um, to Scotland. Uh, her partner Simon, uh, he, he's his, his parents are from Fockerbridge, so she Sally Fawcett was in the World Tra- the World Trail Running Championships. Okay. In Italy, with in the same same team as me, and um, so yeah, it was good to see her coming up and going Very for good. a jog around uh, Glenshee. So yeah, well done, good results there. There was uh, a, with, obviously so that race was. Um, I bring this up because this is a, a bit of discussion on our club. So, what, a guy from our club, shout out to Chris Mills who who ran. Um, Chris had a, a solid run. He was in four fifty nine. So Chris was uh, Chris obviously wants to wear represent the club. To yeah. represent the club, you wear a vest. Now. When you're running ultra like this, as you'll know, you're wearing either a vest, uh, as in a vest jacket, you know, to hold your water or, or a rucksack. Yeah. And if you're wearing that, you don't really want to wear just a vest. So a lot of people throw a t-shirt on underneath the vest. That's right. But his yeah. his his feeling, I, I totally see where he's coming from. Is I don't want to wear two layers on a warm day. So okay. so and I mean, so we had this this discussion came up with the club saying, well, do we have club t-shirts? As in not just a training t-shirt, but actually basically. A, Club colours on a T-shirt, so you ah, could wear. All right, okay, yeah, so, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. anyway, the long and short of it is, as a club, we don't, and that's something that we're going to look at. So, I, in the end, I lent Chris. I've got a, a sort of a, a retro vintage 2008 Metro Aberdeen T-shirt, which is a uh, which is in black with some yellow writing, and clearly shows the club name on it. Um, but I thought yeah, it, was, that's it was interesting. That you know, that, that's de- de- dedication from from Chris to to wear the metal Absolutely. top to, to wear that and to put you know even to even though he hasn't got anything but he's like I want to wear my, Absolutely. my running my, my club colours in a race which again he's in the middle of nowhere in the, the, the nine hills of Monroe who's going to see him with his metal vest exactly <laughs> but no I think you're right but it doesn't, yeah. you're ultimately it doesn't matter at all the sheep don't care what uh, what, what you're wearing but ultimately I guess you want to be there you want to be representing people to see what you're wearing so I was just intrigued if any listeners or you know I know there's a few ultra runners listen to this you know what do other club for these ultra races what do uh, typically do uh, 
do they wear? Is it a vest or is it a, a vest with t-shirt or is it a t-shirt? I mean, you run when you run the the the, the world champs. What did you wear? A vest? I wore a vest, vest. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, when you're doing a long race, you you, have, you might have to be self-supported and um, take your own fuel with you. And uh, I've got obviously like a race vest, which I would put over my vest. Um, but I know when I was racing, I've got two Salomon race vests, uh, race t-shirts I wear, mm-hmm. which is the same kind of material as a race vest, probably you know, really breathable. And um, so I'd be, I was wearing a t-shirt in my last couple of runs because obviously, if you just wear a vest, you're gonna get chafed to hell, aren't you? Um, yeah. But I mean, the other, you know, the other turnaround in that would be that you would get some lube and put that oh, okay. between where the where the race vest would go if you've yeah. got like, a rucksack you're wearing um, but yeah no, I totally agree I mean the, you know having a the other option would be having a really light vest uh, no a light t-shirt and then your race vest on either you know but yeah. I totally see like if it's really really hot you don't want to be wearing two, two layers but I thought it was just it was something that was quite interesting because I'd never for me if, before that discussion someone said oh we're going to order club or t-shirts with club colours, you know, yeah. the, the black and yellow quadrants, I would have said, get out of town, that's ridiculous, <laughs> we don't need that, but it, it's, uh, yeah, it yeah, I think it would, be, it, it would be well used, um, I don't think, you know, I mean, I, I probably would just wear the vest, but mm-hmm. I know some, some people are really particular in what they wear and, and when they wear it as well, uh, but, yeah, these body yeah. ultra runners, beards, I t-shirts, know, beards, t-shirts, vegans, I mean, vegans, that's it, I mean, luckily I'm, I've just got the beard, that's it. <laughs> So that was, uh, anyway, so I thought that was interesting, uh, interesting that it came up. Other races on the calendar, so we also had the, it was the Danoon Half Marathon um, on the weekend there, and uh, I think that might be quite a slow, uh, warm day or a hilly course, I don't actually know the course, but the results are not super quick. Um, it was won by Andrew Anderson, uh, Camus Harriers was in 1.18.53, second place was Stuart Miller of Bell Houston Harriers in 1.19.26, and in third place was... Donna McBrearty of Shettleston in 11943. So they're all quite close together. The leading guys all within 50 seconds. In the women's side, uh, Katie White um, of Gars Cube. She was actually fourth overall, first lady in 11944. So right in there in the mix. Right, quite quite close with um, 118. Yeah, she like was 50 seconds. Top seven are yeah. separated within two minutes. That's right. Yeah, it is a tight finish. And then second woman, Lindsay Curry of Dumbarton AAC in 127.41. And then uh, third lady was Kay Conniff of uh, Calder Glen Harriers in 138.46. So, um, yeah, quite a big field actually. When you look at the results, a few hundred people doing that. So um, that's, uh, that's good. Excellent. Now, uh, I, I mentioned, obviously, I did the Boyne Highland Games. I'll just give you a, an o- a overview of the results. Uh, obviously, I was, uh, I was in third place, so I get a mention. Um, and <laughs> second place is Jamie Crow. Central and first was James Hood. Now, the ladies' race, uh, we had our club mate Ginny and female club captain as well, Ginny Baran. She, she won it as well, uh, the female race, so that was that was good. And second female was, drum roll please, uh, was it? Yeah, it was um, Sally, Sally Wallace uh, from a boy. Uh, local girl and Anisha Badiel uh, from Aberdeen was in third place, rounding off the podium in third place. So, yeah, well done, everyone. Very good. So, moving away from local results into a into the international arena, it's the European Championships at the moment, which is something we we talked about last week. 
uh, a record 17 Scots selected to, to take part in the British team. Um, at the time of recording, it's Friday morning, or Friday afternoon now, and we're kind of halfway or towards the business end of the championships. We've got some um, finals coming up over the weekend. But what we can, as an update, what's cool is um, Beth Dobbin in the 200, she's through to the semis. Lindsay Sharp, um, she's also through to the semis. Um, she, sorry, she's progressed in the, in the 800. This morning, Laura Muir um, went through in what was quite a slow heat. She won her heat to go through to the final of 1500. Sadly, Gemma Riki didn't make it, but she had a very impressive run to, um, you know, 20 years old to be eighth in her heat. You know, really mixing it. She's obviously got a, clearly got a very strong future, um, and she was in it right until the home straight. You haven't watched that. Um, literally half an hour ago, uh, Zoe Clark led the led out the four by four. Um, Relay team and she went. Uh, they've gone. They've qualified through to the final as well. Um, so yeah, and then over the course of the weekend in the five thousand, we've got Ailish McColgan and Steph Twell on the women's side. Yeah, so it's been pretty good, really good races um, so far. Uh, we've also had, obviously, we watched. I watched the ten thousand meters final, um, which was really, really good. Uh, the Brits did really well. Um, Andy Vernon, you know, he's been on the go for so so many years and. Just a, a, a big unit, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, so he came in. In what place was he? He was in fifth place. So uh, he, yeah, he had a really good race, um, followed by uh, Chris Thompson, who was who got to the final, and Alex Yee, who you know, all, all three of the the, the British guys um, managed to get sub twenty nine minutes. It must. It was a really really warm day, as far as I know. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, really good to see uh, the, the Brits mixing it up in the final there as well um, so yeah in terms of the results for the 10,000 so the women, the women's 10,000 is uh, before we go into the results well actually it's part of the results so second place Susan Crummins of, of uh, Holland or um, of Netherlands who had a great run really really gutsy run to hold off and, and come through and take that silver medal she is the absolute spitting image of Lindsay Sharp to the extent I thought Lindsay Sharp was was running, I mean really? it's, it's uncanny. We'll have to share a link to the to there's a Twitter the video of um, on Twitter. There's an interview with her after the race, um, and she's talked about the she talks about the the race and how she was you know determined to hang on and put, you know not give the people behind her any uh, incentive to catch her. Honestly, it's uncanny. Oh, that's uncanny. a picture. That's it, Tom. You just showed that picture of her just now. Jesus. Gee, that's the same person. It's on, and there's a, when, when you look into it, there's some photos of the two of them together. But I think Lindsay Sharp uh, Instagram this morning a picture of the two of them. Wow! And it's it's uh, yeah. Now, now I'm going to say, birth. you know, we've we've obviously had Andy Andy Butcher on the show. Like Andy, watch watch who you watch who you speak to or watch what you do and you make sure it's your girlfriend uh, <laughs> and, and, and not yeah. not the, the lover lass. Oh, so, dear. but fair play. But you know, anyway, in terms of result, well done. Um, obviously, we. We have a real interest in the distance events here yeah. on the Tom Run Shorts podcast. So really good to see uh, a strong run from her. The race actually was won, um, won in 31.43 by an Israeli athlete um, who I'm suspecting, based on her name, is not from Israel, but um, we won't open that can of worms. But certainly Susan Crumans was second, um, 31.52. And then we had um, another uh, a Swede with an interesting name. Uh, I'm not going to use the name because I don't want to promote the fact that they are um, anyway, thirty-two nineteen for 
for third place. So it's a debate that's, that every time we have a Europeans comes up is this, this transfer you know, of allegiance. This transfer allegiance. Yeah. I've got to say I'm not for it, to be honest. Um, I think it, it makes a mockery of the sport. I mean, I was in Amsterdam for the Euro Championships two years ago and we watched the, the, the Women's 10,000 and it was won by Yasmin Khan, who actually was fifth uh, this week. And, you know, I'm sorry, she was, it was just a pure domination. And uh, she's a Turkish athlete who's clearly not Turkish. Uh, I don't know. I know and I'm, it's a very difficult... difficult uh, yeah, it's, to a manage, di- it's a difficult one to, to say. I mean, everyone's got different reasons for transferring their allegiance. Um, you know, some, sometimes it's... I know there was one you know, incident, I think it was maybe the 10K final, actually. In fact, I think it was the winner. Um, now, she... She transferred their allegiance because she met someone there, but it was when it was it wasn't it wasn't because she wanted to, to run for that country. She actually met her partner there and ended up um, marrying marrying the guy, and, and that's how that's yeah, why just, she transferred the allegiance. So, so to that one, I would say, why should someone just because you she's still say let's say she's Kenyan in this example yeah. I, I don't know the details of that example say she's Kenyan just because she's, mar- she's met fallen in love and married a Swede doesn't make her Swedish yeah, and true. shouldn't make her eligible to take spots from other people from Sweden in my opinion yeah. um, but would the Swedish get a qualifying time for that? probably not probably not but then in that case uh, if they don't yeah okay fair point that I guess that's where it gets interesting is are, they, are there people with qualifying times not you know, being left out. Um, Ding dong! Me and Tom are going to have a massive <laughs> argument now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I, I see both sides. I, I, again, I'm being a wee, I'm being a, a wet, bit of a wet cloth here. I, I'm sitting on the fence. Like, there's people I would, you know, if I, if I can get in the Olympics, but my, my, my granny's granny was Irish, and I had the qualifying time. By hell, I would go and represent Ireland and, and get to the Olympics. <laughs> And if it means that I get extra money and funding for it, by hell I would go and run for that country. So each to their own, you know. I mean, if if you can, you can. Like if the rules are, it's the current rules, you know, allow you to do that. But you know, it, 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 it is a, it is a, I, I suppose it is a sensitive subject as well. Yeah. I mean, you know, some. Christ, we haven't even started talking about Casa Semenya either. I mean, oh, that's, uh, God, let's, yeah. let's, let's get that for next week. <laughs> yeah, let's let's just save that. For, I've got work to go. We can. Yeah. Anyway, so, so the Euros are ongoing. I mentioned all the Scottish uh, women who've done who, are, who have done or progressing or you know coming up. Also on the men's side, we've got Guy Lumos in the eight hundred and uh, Chris O'Hare and Jake Whiteman in the fifteen hundred. So clearly there's a full British squad as well you know we're not we are supporting the full British squad but we just want to promote the, the Scottish athletes who are there so um, yeah it'd be really good yeah. like the 1500 metre final like the yeah. in eight, 800 and you know obviously the middle distance events the Scots are really um, you know really owning that just now which Absolutely. is great to see um, but yeah obviously reflecting back on uh, 17 Scots in the GB team and uh, now that makes up what is it 30% of the team or yes, I don't know uh, it's, it's a big you know, it's a, it's a big um, number for, for who we are and what we, you know, the, the size of our country as well. So now, really good uh, in terms of the success of, of how well, you know, I, I don't anyone's said this is the reason why we, uh, the, the Scottish are doing so well, and not just in track and field, but mm-hmm. in other endurance events. Like, you know, recently we just had um, the, the World Trophy, the, the, obviously the World, World Cup. Championships. Yeah. Um, are going to be in Andorra 
later on in the month and uh, we've got a quarter of the team are, are, are in, you know, Scottish. So those successful parties are Andy Douglas, Lauren Dixon, uh, Anna McFadgen mm-hmm. and uh, Jacob Atkin as well who who Jacob won the, the trial race for that and uh, my money's on, on Jacob to, to do really well there. Um, it's an uphill only race this, this year so it'll be really interesting to see uh, you know and, and I think Jacob like I mentioned in the show a couple of episodes ago he won one of the vertical K races and he absolutely dominated it so he's um, it'd be really good uh, you know, I, I mm-hmm. think my money's on him to, to do really well I'm not, I'm not going to say he's going to get a medal but um, I think he's certainly capable of, of being up there anyway and also Andy Douglas is, he, you know, he's had so many top five finishes in, in you know, European world events as well so it'd be good to see how he gets on as well so yeah and also Anna is the silver medalist in um, the European uh, World Mentor Running Championship so be good to see how she gets on in the junior event as well. In terms of, and just in, in terms of medals at the Euros, then I mean, I think you, we've, we've got to look at Laura Muir in the 15 and Chris O'Hare in the 15. I mean, Laura is as the set. She goes into this with the second fastest uh, 1500 this season of the field. Uh, Hassan has gone has gone quicker, but Laura is clearly capable of, of beating her, and it would be great to see Laura medal, and it would be amazing to see her win as well. So. There's some to look at. Chris O'Hare and Jake Whiteman have got a very difficult um, uh, challenge in their hands. Obviously, the stands in Europe are so high. You've got the Ingrid Britson brothers um, from Norway who are oh, formidable. Yeah, is that um, not the who's the guy, the really young guy from Norway? Is that is that not him? Uh, I think that was Jakob, the younger one. I think. Um, so he's not even in the final. Oof, pass. Um, now you're really testing me. Uh, ah, it doesn't matter. Anyway, there are these. It's so a I think, stacked field. So it's a stacked field. Chris goes in with the third fastest time in the field. Obviously, he set that Scottish record in Monaco, 3.32. You know, Jake is also clearly in form, ran 3.33. So, yeah, very exciting. Hopefully, yeah. one of those two can, or both can pick up medals. So that's tonight then, is it? Uh, no, that is, uh, that is, yes, sorry, it is, yeah, tonight. Friday night. So Friday if you night get us here tonight, then hopefully you can. Absolutely, yeah, tune you, in. You can tune in. And then on the, on the women's, the 1500 is on Sunday night. Exciting. So stay, Very exciting. stay tuned, folks. Make sure that you, you switch it on BBC and, or Eurosport, whatever you want to, to choose. If you've got poor man's TV like me, it'll be BBC. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So we don't um, this week. We don't have a we don't have an interview actually. We've um, with us both being away, we've been unable to line them up. But we're hoping in the next couple of weeks to get back into yeah, back into a few interviews. interviews. We've got a few lined up actually. Um, we do, yeah. we've, we've had the, the the green light from our our, our top uh, our, our top our, via our top stars. So uh, yeah, hopefully stay tuned and you'll hear some of the some really good some insights as well. Then. And also, what one one you know, we've had a lot of feedback um, from listeners who are really enjoying the interviews. Let us know who you'd like to hear from. If there's people in Scotland, you know, we we're really we're making an effort to really touch base with some some of the the you know the biggest names on the Scottish circuit. Um, and I'm, I'm by circuit, I don't just mean those who are out representing you know Scotland and Great Britain, but you know guys who who we see competing regularly and doing well on the on the Scottish athletics circuit who who you know quite um sort of your your regular club owners who are doing well. So. So let us know if there's names that you, you're keen to hear from. We're going to try and get, get a couple of coaches on as well. We've got um, we've got some uh, contacts from some sports drink companies, um, Active Root, for example. So you know, let us know if there's people you'd like to hear from. We'll do our best to, to get them involved. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's not it's not just about you know getting athletes on the show. Like you know, running's a, a, a kind of multi multi approach. You know, you need a, a, a real um, 
number of different support networks and people and groups. So, uh, yeah, anyone you can think of um, who would be interested to have on the show, feel free just to drop us an email uh, uh, or just message us on Facebook or, or and, and get us mm-hmm. on there. So that'd be uh, yeah, it'd be really good to hear that. Awesome. So, Tom, um, there's a few races coming up. Uh, not not a huge amount, but we, we, we have a few. Uh, we've got the Dice Half Marathon, which is a local one uh, and one that our club organise. Um, mm-hmm. And that, in fact, Tom, that was my very first half marathon. Was it? Yeah. Wow. How did my you get on? first one. I was, I was fresh as week, I think. And I, I did no training. I used to only run, I think I've horsed on about it before, about me only you know, training three times a week and only running 25 miles a week. And one day I decided to get out of my bed and oh, I'm going to do this half marathon. And, and I did it. I went off like a whippet for the first 10K, turned around and my last two miles I was walking. And uh, <laughs> uh, I ended up running 79.55. So okay, that's uh, well, come a long way since yeah. then. So, so that, that, I, I actually ended up winning. It was a sprint finish. The guy who was miles really? behind me. Uh, I think it was Chris Windward, his name was. Okay. Um, he ended, it was like a sprint finish at the very end of the race and, and he, he must have been gutted because he, he must have tried so hard to, to catch up with me and he did. But obviously I was walking for the last kind of few, few minutes or 10 minutes of the race and I just did a little sprint finish <laughs> and kept, just kept my chest ahead of him. So Nice. There you go. That's, uh, but no, it's a really good race. It's a, it is a night and back. Um, it is, yeah. But it, it's the, not, it's it can be a back. quick one because yeah. it is sheltered, but it's, it's slightly on trail as well. It's on the, it? the Formatine and Bucking Way, so yeah, it starts in Dyson, it's out and back. It's a little bit exposed, but um, you know, it has the potential to be a, to, to run a good time. In terms of sign-ups, I'm going to do my bit for the club. You can still uh, line up and run that enter. So if you're if you find you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, and you think you know what, I fa- fancy running the dice half on Sunday. Stop your run short and walk back, and uh, you'll <laughs> be fresh as a daisy for the Sunday's race. Exactly. So you can go. Exactly. If you're listening to this halfway through your long run, stop what you're doing. Um, <laughs> you can go. You can go into Entry Central, search for the Peace Coaches Dice Half, and you will find it. In terms of sign-ups, just to talk a little bit about the field, um, I've had a look through the, the start list, and for me, you've, it's uh, Jason Kelly of Stonehaven, um, who, who gunned me down at Ballater last weekend. How did you down, Tom, I, as, you were play, as you were trying to fiddle about with him? Oh, right, Kyle, this <laughs> is a, that is not a joking subject. You know, we're going to get banned from air for this. Hey, we'll see what Jason thinks about it. Jason, Jason and I bumped shoulders a couple of times as we were running side to side, that's what it was. Anyway... You bumped shoulders with him. I was trying to trip him up is what I was trying to do, oh, to be honest. Go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm Jason, honest. are you not running, are you, Tom? I'm not, no. no I'm, okay. uh, I'm going to go, go for oh. a long run tomorrow. So, oh. um, Jason, you've got, the, you've got the trail to yourself. So, will you say that? Um, Metro, uh, we talked about Old Man Ray, Old Man Jim. Jim Tolles oh, uh, is, Jim is on the start list. So Good stuff, yeah. I think, I, think, uh, I think it'll be a Jason Kelly win with Jim Tolles second, unless there's some... Um, some unknowns there. So, what about uh, Cameron Strachan? Is he? Uh, when's he going to up the distance? Uh, I don't think he's got the. He's still doing. I, I see he did a, a good three k. He did a eight forty nine three k. Yeah, yeah, down on the track there. Yeah, it's good. Good to see. Uh, good to see he's put the the, the Russell's burgers aside and yeah, he's get getting back to where he was uh, about ten years ago. So yes, really he, good to see Cameron. But Cameron, we need to get you doing the longer stuff. Eh? Yeah, Kyle wants you to do an ultra, mate. That's yeah, uh, really that's what it's it. all about. I mean, you know, start start off at. Oh, Maybe doing a half marathon or something <laughs> yeah. first. Something short. Yeah, something <laughs> short. <laughs> uh, so, no, he's not on the start list. Yeah. So, um, oh, that's a shame. It is oh, a shame. Wow. But anyway, so there, that's this weekend. So, look forward to doing that. I'm, I'm yeah. going to, um, if I can get my long run 
my plan is to long run tomorrow and then I might try and get a run in super early so I can go and volunteer on, on the course. Oh, that'd, so. be, that'd be good. Well, apologies, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be there. I'm <laughs> uh, volunteering my services, but I'm, I'm away to uh, I'm away at a, a, a 30th birthday meal tonight and then tomorrow I'm, uh, I'm going to be rubbing shoulders, uh, oh, yeah. not touching, rubbing shoulders with uh, uh, Robbie Rennick, you know, the, oh, very the good, yeah. uh, GB Olympian medalist, I think, he's silver medalist, so... Uh, Debbie's good friends with him and uh, I've become good friends with him as well which is pretty cool to, uh, to, to be going to his wedding um, so that's in the tomorrow evening um, so yeah probably maybe have a few drinks and but also we're going to do the um, Victoria Park run as well tomorrow nice just as a, and that that Victoria Park run is going to be um, it's going to be part of a session so I'm going to be doing uh, the, the plan is to do um, seven times a K with a K recovery, but not a complete recovery, just like reducing the, the kilometre maybe half a minute slower than per K. Uh, seven times a K of that, and then I do 5K of the park run, and I do finish off doing five times a K with a nice. K recovery. So it's going to be a long session, but a specific one for my marathon. For marathon, very well. good. And then on the Sunday it'll be a, a long, a long run. Uh, nice. And Debbie's gonna uh, cycle from Scone Palace back home to Alfred, 115 nice. miles. And I'm gonna drive home sure. and and put the PlayStation Scott. on and the PlayStation I was hoping the old PlayStation Three, not the PlayStation Four. I was hoping to buy with my prize money, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. That'd be that'd be it. That's so that's your weekend. So Kyle has uh, has jumped ahead, but we have got there are other upcoming races. We've also got the talking Sierra, about ourselves. Talking the, uh, about our own, uh, upcoming the Sierra's and Ultra and uh, this weekend in the, um, Switzerland. Switzerland. So, go ahead. So with a big big shout out and good luck to Robbie Simpson. Robbie Simpson. Yeah, he's one of the favourites. Um, Fat Simpson. And uh, yeah, Fat Simpson Instagram. You can get him there if you if you want to follow his progress. Uh, of him eating pizzas all day. So what's uh, amazing about Sierra's and Al, I was on the website uh, last week just to look at look at it and see what it's all about. And when you go on the website, who who appears on the front page? Fat Simpson. Fat Simpson. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, just a, a wide a wide picture of him. Oh, there he is. There look he is. And he's, and, and he's obviously got his white cap white on. Cap, as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you actually you, you gave you you said me and Fiona were white cap. I mean, I think we've got to give credit to Robbie. He's the original white cap man. Well, that's that's true. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, if he is wearing a white cap, everyone should be wearing a white cap. He's there a white but cap. But no, Ro- Robbie. Uh, you know, my my um, tough field. My money's on on Robbie to win. Uh, I know Killian Johnny's running, is, yeah. uh, but you know, I, I think Robbie's not been far far behind Killian in in, in some of these mountain races. So. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, my money's on Robbie to, to win outright and, and hopefully, you know, credit to Killian. Um, but, you know, I, I prefer, prefer, prefer Fat Simpson to, yeah. to win. I think, I mean, um, you look at his win at Zermatt, you know, it shows that he's obviously, um, he's obviously in form. Yeah. Uh, you know, Robbie's such a strong runner, such, such a strong year, so hopefully he can... Uh, Hopefully, he can get uh, get a result. He's after yeah. tim- on. Uh, I think it's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, in Trent, you know, we mentioned the Mont Blanc marathon was uh, live, so they're going to do the same again. So it's going to be Are they? streamed Excellent. live again on on the Salomon um, Facebook page and the Salomon YouTube channel as well. So uh, yeah. So if you do, I think I don't know what time it starts, um, but yeah, go on the the, the Facebook page. There's loads YouTube. on the Facebook uh, page. Yeah. So they're saying. 
I was actually wrong. It's on Sunday, 10 a.m. Central European time. So um, depending where you are, um, adjust accordingly. But yeah, they've got uh, um, yeah Robbie. We've got uh, Killing Yone running. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be uh, going to be a good one. Yeah, excellent. What else is on, Tom? Is that we it? Also, well, we also have the Haddington Half Marathon this weekend, which I highlight because it is the East District Half Marathon Championships. Ah, right, okay. So, um, you know, good luck to everyone doing that. That's, uh, I think that's notoriously quite a hot one because it's, you know, it's an August race. It starts around 2 o'clock or something. So, um, but it is a championship race, so good luck to the folk doing that. Um, a shout out to a couple of Metro Aberdeen guys going down who are, I believe are looking for age category um, medals. So, Steve Buchan going down and George McPherson going down. So, V40 and um, V60, I want to say. Hope I haven't offended you there, George. It was actually a category lower. Yeah. So good better luck to, to you guys. Better to go lower than, uh, than, than, than higher, I suppose. Indeed. So, yeah. so yeah, so that pretty much wraps up the racing. Obviously, we've got the Euros. We'll continue with the weekend. Um, other races, uh, obviously, we've got Kyle going for his part run session at Victoria. Yeah, it, it won't be a PB by any means. Um, it'll just be just a, a, a nice wee run. Uh, session. In, in, in Vicky Park so yeah it should, should be quite good and um, other than that not not really a huge amount more happening for, for me um, oh there's uh, there's one race now this is a, a, an old race this, it's the Balakil race and the Keefe show it's part of the Keefe show um, that's it's I think I don't know it's one of the races I was thinking about doing on Sunday but I'm not doing any races now I've been told to, to pipe down in the races but it's a Keefe show called the Balak race so if you do want to enter that google it and I'm sure you'll find some details on it uh, anyway I'm going back again but that, that's about it for me Tom I'm rambling on I need to go back to work and uh, and that's it but as Good. always you can find us on um, tartanrunningshorts at gmail.com facebook at tartanrunningshorts and also twitter as well at tartanshorts now other than that, um, we're also looking at, we've got a website, which is hopefully going to be uh, happening quite soon. But mm-hmm. I can't remember the, for the life of me, I can't remind the name of the website. So we, we do, we own a, a URL, which we'll share once the website's live. Um, but yeah, um, I think, yeah, that will be hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So. Very good. All right, well, have a good week, guys. Uh, have a good week of running, enjoy the Euros, and we will speak to you next week.